Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of the IntelliKey podcast. As usual, I am your humble host, Paul Lato, and today we're talking about disruptive civil disobedience. <clears throat> For those of you that are here in Melbourne, you've probably heard that we had some uh, disruptive stuff happening in Melbourne city centre over this last week with climate change protesters disrupting traffic and people getting to work and all that sort of stuff. And for those of you that know me, know that I've been an activist for a long time and I did do some of this stuff, especially around the Miraroa Atoll testing, uh, nuclear testing, uh, you know, the the um, <clears throat> Formula One Grand Prix stuff at Albert Park Lake. I did do some of this stuff in the day. So <clears throat> believe it or not, people are still testing, you know, bombs and they're still um, running Formula One Grand Prix down there in Albert Park. So... As much as I'd like to say that civil disobedience is a valuable tool, I don't really think it is. I think there are much better tools for you to achieve your aims, and I'm going to be having a little bit of a talk about that. Uh, as usual, the rules of engagement, uh, I don't do research, there's opinion-based podcasting, I swear a lot, fuck shit, ass cunt, boobs, so if you don't like swearing, time to go. And, you know, whatever I tell you to do, man, keep it in perspective. It works for me. It might not work for you. So for the love of God, take it with a grain of salt. It's not a one-size-fits-all, people. I've got some great music, everything from Concrete Bond to Bob Dylan to Iggy Pop. I've just gone with stuff that I like, the Hilltop Hoods. So I hope you guys stay with me for the next hour. I'm looking forward to doing the show, and uh, we'll be back soon after a couple of songs. And I heard, as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see, and I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers, 100 million angels singing, multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks Till Armageddon, no shalom 
no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise men will bow down before the throne. And at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns. When the man comes around, whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. When the man comes around. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured a hundredweight and penny pound. When the man comes around. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts. And I looked and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death. And hell followed with him.
right, we are back. And today we're talking about some of the shortcomings of disruptive civil disobedience. Not civil disobedience, people, because civil disobedience, I'm actually in big favor of. But disruptive civil disobedience, mm, I'm not a big fan of. So when we define civil disobedience, we basically, you know, Wikipedia tells us that it's the active professed refusal of a citizen to obey certain laws demands orders or commands of a government or occupying international power. It is sometimes defined as having to be non-violent to be called civil disobedience. Right. Disruptive civil disobedience is something completely different. Okay. Yes, you're still, you know, disobeying certain laws and certain doctrines and certain mandates. But what you're really trying to do is you're trying to disrupt something. And in most cases, the easiest thing to disrupt is your average Joe trying to get to fucking work, um, which doesn't really do anything except really piss a lot of people off. Now, let's be frank about this. I'll tell you guys about, you know, basically Melbourne and what happened in the last week. So climate change. First and foremost, I think climate change is a really important issue. It's a super important issue because none of the other shit, right, from uh, slavery to, um, you know what I mean, elections to anything that is important is going to be able to be, you know, resolved if we don't actually have a planet to live on. Right. So there is a, a group called Extinction Rebellion. I'm familiar with some of them. Right. And they kind of hosted this climate rally near uh, Parliament House here in Melbourne on Friday afternoon. And then they went on a march through the streets. OK. And um, I guess one of the things we need do need to have a little bit of a think about is that to me, climate change is, is a scientific fact right it's not a political issue we it has been proven that we are having climate drastic climate changes and problems that are going to impact us and naysayers you can naysay all you fucking want you can't dispute the science all you can do is sit there with your heads in the sand and say it's not going to happen it's not going to happen it's not going to happen there have been catastrophic events one in a hundred years one in a thousand years catastrophic events that have happened and we've had like 12 of those so for people to say that oh that's just a fluke that's bullshit it's not right so i totally believe in this right? I really, really totally believe in this. What I don't believe in is that lying on the fucking floor in front of Parliament House is going to achieve one single fucking iota, right, in actually addressing the climate change issue. And if you disagree with me, that's cool. You're entitled to switch off now, right? Go watch some uh, Married at First Sight reruns. The only thing people manage to do, and I take my hats off to them, is, uh, you know, they got people to use more of the trains instead of their cars, because potentially they were going to be disrupted anyway, and they weren't going to be able to drive in, so there wasn't as much pollution in the air. And for that, I commend you and I thank you. Insofar as actually hitting anything on the political agenda, you're not doing anything, right? So really... Uh, <laughs> you know, Extinction Rebellion, what they want is they want the federal government to declare a climate and ecological emergency and reduce green gas emissions to net zero by 2025. It's not going to happen. 
okay and it's certainly not going to happen by putting on a t-shirt that says I'm dying and lying in front of Parliament right um, and so to just sit there and throw problems fix it fix it fix it you fix it you fix it governments aren't going to do it this isn't a this is a problem that is global so just putting pressure on your government all that it's going to do is it's going to piss them off on top of that it's going to get you arrested it's going to get you viewed as a radical it's going to get you on their radar and you're fucking done right now to say things like we have a moral duty to rebel whatever our politics you know, and I heard another lady say it, you know, there is a long history of disruptive civil disobedience. Listen, if you want to vent, get into an MMA cage and start punching on, right? But here's the thing. One of the things that I learned is this. You have a system. In order to if that system is broken or you want to break that system, the first thing you need to do is learn everything you can about that system. It is only when you know how it works that you can pick its vulnerabilities and begin to tear it apart. Yes, there is a history of disruptive civil disobedience, right? There is also a history of governments not giving a fuck, right? because it hasn't impacted their system. All it's done is it's basically for one day, it's made people a little late for work. You need to be doing this every single day to have any kind of an effect. So doing it once a year and then throwing out some bullshit Che Guevara revolutionary quote isn't going to happen. It's going to express that you're not happy, but you can do that on Facebook, right? All it's basically doing is putting your face on a whiteboard, potentially your face on a whiteboard somewhere where they now know you're a radical and they're going to counter your counter to their counter to their counter. So you know what? We're going to talk a little bit more about ways Okay, one, we're going to talk about why it is an effective form of protest, and two, we're going to talk about better ways to actually achieve your goals. All right, I'm going to play a couple of songs and we'll be back soon.
The messages have come through. I got left wing coming at me, right wing coming at me. Hey, guys, guys, listen to me. Disruptive civil disobedience is not a right wing thing or a left wing thing. Right? You can have neo-Nazi skinheads punching fuck out of the front of parliament. That's disruptive civil disobedience. You can have left wingers tying themselves to trees. That is disruptive civil disobedience. My point is that anyone can do it. I can do it, right? So what I'm trying to say here is that this isn't about causes. This one happened to be about climate change. The next one could be about immigration. Another one could be about street crime. Who cares? This is about the effectiveness, the tactics and the strategies that people are using to try and affect change. And what I'm telling you is that Yes, there is a history of disruptive civil disobedience, but there's also a history of it achieving nothing. Nine out of ten times, nothing. They're protests, right? There have been some that have worked. The demonstrations during the Vietnam War, right? Certainly, uh, you know, had an impact in ending that war. But you also can't underestimate the fact that the Americans were sick and tired of getting their asses kicked over there. So they were looking for any excuse to pull out and not look weak anyway. So let's not give it too much of what, you know, too much of this rah-rah the protesters wanted for them. It really didn't. Because if it did, 
every single time that there was something that we wanted to change, we would have done exactly the same thing with protests and we would have won. And that hasn't happened, right? So conditions have to be right. But let me give you a little bit of an idea on why it doesn't work, right? So here's my thoughts. We are completely living in a new era of activism, right? You got, you know, inflammatory acts of disruption, uh, you know, the whole Trump, you know, Trump's one of these dudes that has started more shit than he's actually created, right? Um, it, it re people really are fired up and people want to affect change. And the quickest way for most people as that, that they believe to affect change is to just throw a brick through a fucking window or hit a cop with a placard, right? It is, of course, of that's going to get you nowhere near your goal, right? But, you know, there's examples of, like, extreme protesting, you know, dissenting demonstrators, they, you know, interrupting controversial events, uh, anti-fada white supremacist groups clashing, you know, and none of this shit is justifiable as any form of acceptable protest, right? But you do have these kind of extreme protesting pundits, and they believe that, you know, this is the way forward, man. Let's just start some shit, right? So disruptive protesting is kind of roughly defined as the violent or non-violent act of interfering with the status quo. And the status quo means, of course, the norms of an organization or the developed environment, right? Really, it, these kind of practices, they serve as a go-to option in a kind of toolbox for activists, right? Because this model of protesting civil disobedience brings attention to critical issues through some really unorthodox stuff. You can't tell me that you don't, if you didn't know about climate change, right, which I'm pretty sure you did, right, but if you didn't know, you do now because you got stopped by fucking going to work, you got there half an hour, you know, later, uh, then you should have an all fucking hell breaks loose, right? So... There is a situ there is a guy called uh, Abhinav Gupta. Um, he's a uh, Foster School of Business research dude, and he believes that disruption methods have a role in terms of raising attention and bringing awareness to an issue. Absolutely, they do. You start shit, people are going to take pay attention, right? However, that is pretty much the start and the finish of it, right? The evidence is that education, evidence-based education is far more effective at achieving a kind of a campaign's larger goals, such as climate change. And we're going to talk about education in a minute in the next segment, guys. Um, I think that passive, right, is too passive. I think aggressive is too aggressive in these kind of things, because you've got to remember, most of these people, they're fueled by emotion. Emotion robs us of logic. Logic robs us of an effective strategy, right? I think an interesting thing is I used to debate uh, when, I was, when I was in high school, and one of the things that we were always taught was every time you engage with an audience, right? So this includes kind of instances of political discourse and debate, you have to keep in mind that you need to identify the audience, the occasion, and the purpose of the event. 
And after that, you engage and critically analyze your opponents, right? And you make sure to implement the claims reasons and supporting evidence of your argument. That's called using logic, right? To just basically sit there saying, we think that we believe there's a problem and we need governments to address it and we're going to lie down on this fucking street, right? And then, you know, hopefully the government will pay attention to us. They're not going to pay attention to you, dude, right? All they're going to see is a radical, an uninformed radical, an uneducated radical. And again, your name's most probably going to, you know, you're going to be arrested. Your name's most probably going to be put up on a board somewhere, right? So here's why it's not effective. It is emotion-based and it is short-term. Yes, it draws attention. Yes, it creates chaos, but where to from there? And that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Play a couple more songs and we'll be back soon, guys.
rides and he rides He sees things from under glass He looks through his window inside He sees the things he knows are his He sees the bright and hollow sky He sees the city sleep at night He sees the stars are out tonight And all of it is yours and mine And all of it is yours and mine So let's ride and ride and ride and ride Sing la 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 la
All right, we are back, and I'd like to do a shout-out to some of our show's sponsors. As usual, Tracks Restaurant at 533 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach, and Zanko at 627 Nepean Highway, Karam. Uh, at Tracks, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Palmer night, Thursday nights, steak nights. At Zanko, I think it's Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, Palmer night, Monday nights, steak nights. Anywhere between 20 to $25, you get a massive meal and a drink. Go down there, say hi to Jeff and Casey, and absolutely love their food. OzPetMinders at ozpetminders.com.au, your trusted pet care alternative. Uh, call today, 04888 Mr. Kevin Spencer, they do dog walking, pet transport, waste removals, feeding and watering, medications. Uh, they administer medications. That's not drugs for you humans. It's for the pets. Uh, if you go away, they do security checks, bins in and out, uh, eat the leftover food in your fridge. No, they don't. But uh, call them today on 04888-69738 and get your pet looked after. Doobsis.com, my homeboy Ivan, web and application development at doobsis.com. That's D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com. Uh, they do new websites, they change updating websites, they do back-end and front-end uh, PHP uh, development, they do on-page and off-page search engine optimization, they do custom web apps, roadmaps, you name it, for all your web application needs, go to doobsis.com, uh, that's D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com, reach out to Ivan. Tell him Paulie sent you and he will look after you. Cruise PT, my little brother Phil the Cruise at Cruise PT. That's C-R-U-Z space PT. If you've ever wanted to learn how to fight and not get punched in the face and get super fit, then please, by all means, um, reach out to him. Tell him his big brother sent you and he'll look after you. And those of you that know, uh, I run a Facebook page called An Army of One. And An Army of One is now available to do speaking engagements. Uh, so by all means, reach out to us, send us a message on Facebook, and we can arrange that for you. Also, while I'm at it, my little brother Phil the Cruz is fighting tomorrow at Matthew Flinders in Chadston, uh, 4 o'clock. Tickets at the door. Go down there and support him. I'll be down there screaming like a madman. Uh, so good luck, little brother. I'm sure you're going to knock that dude out. Okay, we're talking about civil disobedience, and I've spent some time telling you guys why I think it doesn't work, right? Now, let's talk about what has been proven to work. So, those of you that know me know that I break computer systems for a living, and one of the most important things that I have found over the last 20 years in doing that is that you can't break something that you don't understand. You have to know how something works before you can start to pick away at its vulnerabilities and then begin to exploit those vulnerabilities. And what I find in modern day activism is a lot of emotion, but very little education. I was astounded prior to the recent federal election here in Australia at how many young people I spoke to that had no idea of how our political system worked right? They just didn't want this dude in or that dude in or they'd heard that this dude was bad or here this policy was bad, but they didn't understand how it worked. You had to get votes, right? And um, I was talking to a couple of youngsters who said, oh, I'm going to null my vote. And I said, that's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life, dude. Because knowing your vote isn't disobedience. 
It isn't resistance. It isn't protest. It's surrender. Your vote is the only thing that you've got that actually can make a difference. Yeah. And so I kind of turned their heads around a little bit. So that's that's my rule number one. Vote. Right. Do research before you vote. Know why you're voting for that person and what they stand for and why they're better than the other ones. Although they're all pretty much same, same these days, right? But getting back to our system-based attack, you need to educate yourself about a system before you know how to change it, right? Climate change is no different. It, it, there, is, there are global conglomerates of governments that are working on this. You're targeting it local, and that's great. That's what you can do. But you can do things differently, okay? Honestly, if you want to change the system, you have to operate within it, right? That's why whistleblowers like Snowden were so effective. They were in the system. They knew what was going to destroy it. They knew what was not. A guy like Snowden had more of an impact on the American government, right, and the NSA and having politicians get their asses kicked than a thousand protests, right? Because he was inside. He knew he had the secret source, so here's some advice. Go to uni, study political science, study law, study economics, then get into the system, find out how it works. Then you can begin to see how to dismantle it. If you don't want to do that, read a fucking book once in a while, right? Read about history, read about what has worked and what hasn't worked, right? Read about how a political system works, how our financial system works. Then begin to pick apart what can and can't be done. Yeah? Because until you know how it works, you'll never pick its weaknesses. And until you pick its weaknesses, you'll continue to do stupid shit like lie down in the middle of Burke Street thinking you're actually going to affect change. You're not going to affect change. Yeah, you're going to bring awareness to an issue because you've pissed a lot of people off. You're most probably going to get arrested, as I said, but you're not necessarily going to affect change. The system, any system I have found in my experience, can only be broken from the inside out, not from the outside in. Although that's a lie. There have been systems that have been broken from the outside in, but they have to be extremely weak for that to happen. Right? Let's use a very quick example. Mr. Clive Palmer, right, who I believe is a sack of shit, okay, uh, ran his party, his, his nationalist party, his white supremacy party, which is what it is, ran and basically flooded our, our airwaves, our internet, our televisions with ads. He pinpointed, he knew the system, he pinpointed that Queensland was his soft spot. And so he targeted Queenslanders. And although he didn't win a single seat at that election, he effectively managed to play a critical role in ensuring that the Australian Labor Party was not elected. All right? When in actual fact, you know, the Magic 8 ball said that they were going to. But what he did was he used a combination of money and he used a combination of understanding of how the system worked to actually affect change. And that change was that the Labor Party didn't get in, which I truly believe that's what he wanted, right? He knew no one was going to fucking give him a seat. You know, they're like radical one nation partiers, but he got it over the line. So to that, Mr. Palmer, I tip my hat off to you. Awesome strategy. 
Well played, sir. Still don't like you, but well played. So here's the thing, guys. Instead of spending your time lying down on the concrete, go find out how the system works. Then pinpoint three critical elements that that system relies on. Then pinpoint what activities you can inject into those three critical functions to change them and get to work. Get people going. I still believe that, you know, we do a lot of crowdfunding for movies and all kinds of shit. Crowdfund a political party. Crowdfund, you know, media. It's it's amazing. Facebook gets so much traction. But you know what? You start putting ads on television, people start to, to watch more of it. You put them on the radio, people start to watch more of it. Use the system against the system. All right, I'm going to play a couple more songs and uh, we'll be back soon. Looking up from underneath Fractured moonlight on the sea Reflections still look the same to me As before I went under And it's peaceful in the deep Cathedral where you cannot breathe No need to pray place to rest my head Crushes a heaven for a sinner, indeed. 
Taxi, two feet to the wind in the backseat, two beefs to the car in front of us, one of us sending up right round the shafts. Think about these rhymes and what they gave me. Sounds like it's well, but a microphone and two turntables saved me. Took me around the world and bore me home. I've seen all these other crews bang too, not knowing all the ways people helped me. Might not ever get a damn thank you, but they're sure enough gonna get a your welcome. Matter of fact, I ain't leaving. I was here first, and I don't believe them. I was here bursting, listening to Primo with Gina, with Thurston. I'm missing out on being there for people in person. 'Cause we don't sleep when we're working, we don't bleed when we're hurting. We wear a heart on our sleeve, and I'm certain the world for the burden to we call the curtains. Feel me, feel me, feel me, feel me. Do you feel me? Do you feel me? This die light aside the cold that can blind us, forces riding on the wall, lighted up on the porch. It's 1994, five months in the source. It's a mighty, mighty roar from the crowd of voices. This, 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 this. Do you feel me? Went from going through courts in the liners to being known for the shows and the flyers. Playing packed rooms, heading to the back room to cool down my face with some ice from the wider. Looking out to a crowd full of lighters and the day those lights turn to spiders. You see me walking down. I'm a ghost. I'm gone. Two sheets on a surface of water, loose leaf running worthless and torn up. These words justice, you'd see how much it's worth at a fourth foot. Every kid that never got one mention, every little bit of love or affection, I'm done pretending the sun is descending and all good things must come to an end. Feels I swore to the day this is nothing more than a thought of the tame abyss. I'm a book of what we're not gonna limit to you something that's fucking more than I came here with. Feel me. For my life, for my friends, for the faithful. It's been a ride, but it's been a few times that I felt a loose side when the effort was so painful. But rap gave me such a fine dream. In fact, maybe touched my life, but things got a little crazy and nobody would pay me. The ends that plainly justified the means. The last I can see, we've all been blind. It's hard to believe that all this time that I wore my heart on my sleeve for this art on the scene. Gotta be hard when I leave that all behind. You feel me? Go. 
through the courts and the liners To be known for the shows and the fires Playing back rooms, heading to the back When you cool, down my face with some ice from the rider Looking out to a crowd for the lighters And the day those lights and the fibers You see me walking down on the ghost all right, we are back and we've reached the end of yet another show and I've had so many messages. I'm kind of scrolling through them and okay, look, there are people that are saying disruptive civil disobedience works. Okay, that's a great message to send, but you've given me no facts to counter my, my facts that I've given you, right? It can have an impact. It can raise awareness, but it's short term. People get on with their lives. It has to be sustained. You shouldn't, you know, all you're doing is you are having no impact long-term on a government. You're not influencing their policies. All you're doing is taking a short-term stance and, uh, you know, making yourself feel better and telling everyone how you hit a pig with a placard, man. And you know what? That's fine and dandy. If all you're trying to do is raise awareness, but you're still not going to affect anything, right? Your vote, your vote affects things, okay? Number two, if you want to do it, do it. I'm not telling you not to do it. What I'm telling you is that you need to think about what the long-term A, repercussions, and B, positive outcomes you're going to get out of what you're doing, yeah? Because if there's no long-term, uh, I guess, positive outcomes and all you got is these really bad repercussions like you got arrested and now you're on the radar with some of these people you haven't really done anything fantastic you can say you gave it a shot and good on you right more has been done by computer hackers breaking into politicians computers and showing them trying to date underage girls and boys in getting them out then it has been done by a dude waving a placard that says, you know, meat is murder, All right? Look at the technology, look at the system, focus on that, right? And break it from the outside in. All right, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. I've certainly enjoyed doing it. Hey, man, we can agree to disagree. That's the beauty of a democracy. I got my opinions, you got yours, I respect yours, and you can respect mine, and we just go away and have a nice cold one together um we'll be back next week in the meantime be good to yourselves be good to each other remember who loves you uncle paulie loves you and we shall see you next week deuces
Shine. 